You are listening to the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo, episode number 62. Welcome to the Life Coach School podcast, where it's all about real clients, real problems, and real coaching. And now your host, Master Coach Instructor, Brooke Castillo. Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm stoked for you today. I have such a treat I have one of my longest, bestest friends in the whole world, one of my colleagues and one of my teachers at the Life Coach School, Suyin Nichols. And she's here. She's going to talk to you about her program and how she takes people through the process of loving themselves lighter. That's also the name of her book, which is Love Yourself Lighter, How to End Your Weight Struggle by Changing the Way You Think. Go check out this book. It has such a beautiful cover on it. I love it. It's for sale on Amazon.com. You can look it up by Suyin Nichols. And she's going to take you through in this upcoming interview that you're going to hear with her. She's going to take you through the process. And we're going to talk a little bit about how she approaches weight loss, how she thinks about it, what she does with her clients, how her clients respond, and the amazing work that she is doing in the world. I am so excited for you to meet Suyin. She's also often at many of the in-person trainings that I do. So some of you might already know her. So... I cannot wait to introduce you to her. I can't wait for you to know her. And if you're interested in getting some weight loss coaching, checking her out at her website. We give you information and in the show notes about how to get in touch with her. I highly, highly recommend that you work with her. Her work is amazing. So I won't make you wait any longer. Here is my interview with Suyin Nichols. Suyin Nichols. Welcome to the Life Coach School podcast. You ready? Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast so much. I listen to it all the time. Even though I'm one of your master hey. coaches, I, I love it so much. There's just so much good, good wisdom. And whether you're a coach or whether you just, you know, want to improve your life skills, I think self-coaching is the most important life skill anyone will ever, ever learn. And I thank you so much for putting your work out there. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree. I love how many different kinds of people listen to the podcast, too. It's definitely not all coaches. It, it exposes me to a whole new audience of people, which is super fun. But enough about the podcast. Let's talk about you. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is so many of the questions I get and so many of the emails that I get are about my background in weight loss and in you know, losing weight and using the model to lose weight and using our brains to lose weight and I know that you focus your niche on the idea of taking care of our bodies and you have a different spin on it in some ways. And so I knew that what you have to offer would benefit many of the people that listen. And I also know that there's a lot of people listening that are interested in getting coaching. And so I'm trying to have coaches on the show that offer up their services and talk about what they have to offer. So that if someone wants to do some one-on-one or some group coaching, they have some opportunities since that's not something that I offer through the school anymore. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your background, and then we'll jump into the work that you do. Awesome. Okay. Well, I am a weight loss coach, and I'm also an author. This past January, I released my book, my masterpiece. It's called Love Yourself Lighter, How to End Your Weight Struggle by Changing the Way You Think. 
And it's available on paperback on Amazon, and there's also a Kindle version. So I wrote this book for people who are done with dieting. And, you know, these people mm-hmm. have come to the realization that hating themselves healthy is not working, um, but they don't know how to bridge that gap between self-loathing and self-loving. And unlike dieting where you dive right into restriction and deprivation, in Love Yourself Lighter, it's divided into eight sections where you have a chance to work on your mind before you ever get to work on your body. So you, you come to understand why you're sabotaging yourself and how you can use self-compassion and self-kindness instead of shame and self-hate to create the results you want. So I help people bridge that gap. Nice. Love it. Yeah, when people ask me all the time, they say, like, what's the most important thing to eat (laughs) when I'm trying to lose weight? Or what's the most important thing for me to cut out when I'm trying to lose weight? And I said, the most important tool you have, period, whether it's losing weight or making peace with your body, is your brain. Because here's the thing that I think is so interesting is, but the first thing I always ask anyone is when they say they want to lose weight, I say, why? And I think a lot of people think the answer is obvious, but it's not. And the more I ask that question to more different people, the more different answers I get. And so I think that has to be the most revealing question because it reveals how people feel about their bodies and how they want to feel about their body. And most people think that they have to change their body to change how they feel about it. And so I think instead of focusing on the food, instead of focusing on, which is what, if you Google weight loss, that's what it's going to focus on, what to eat, what not to eat, period, and how much to exercise. So, and that's not working, folks. (laughs) No, it is not. No. That solution is not working. So, all right. So tell us a little bit more about about your process and and what you do with your clients and care. Yeah, when people come to work with me, they are relieved that they are not talking about their weight and their body and the food. Mm -hmm. We really don't go there. We we do use the process of um, awareness and we use, I call it a self-love journal. And it's really just a, a place where you can collect data. And part of that is writing down what you're eating and that kind of thing. But it's not like a diety journal. It's really just where you can see what your patterns are and, like you said, find out the why. Not only why you want to lose weight, but like why you're doing what you're doing. Like what is causing you to take the actions that you're taking. And when you do want to change and then you find yourself like sabotaging, like why are you doing that? I help you find out the why so that you can get to the actions that will make changes for you. But we work on your brain. So, yes, my mm-hmm. clients find it very refreshing that we are not talking about a tablespoon of this and a half a cup of that and that nonsense. We don't talk about any of that. And um, we don't really talk <laughs> about your weight very much. It is. It's nonsense. It's just chatter. It's like, let's just get to the real thing, which is your brain and how you're thinking. So when someone mm-hmm. wants to work with me, we have a complimentary 30-minute discovery session. We want to make sure that we're a good fit as client and coach. And I work with clients mm-hmm. who they value investing in themselves and into their well-being, and they're committed to themselves when they sign up to work with me and they have an open mind to new things because we don't do diety stuff. We're, we're working on your mind, so it's a whole new approach. So I work with people who are fun and who have a good sense of humor because – you know, coaching, it can include some very deep work, but it does not have to be so serious to be effective. So I like to have fun with my clients and help them, you know, have a little sense of humor about what they're thinking because 
you know, it's so easy to be down on yourself when you realize what's going on in your mind, and it's like, that's not necessary. Let's just have a laugh about it and, you know, move on. Yeah. Yeah. So That's um, kind of an interesting thing, though, when you think about it, because I think, I think what happens with a lot of people is they get so sick and tired of themselves and of not being able to lose weight and of being mean to themselves and of the self-loathing that they feel like they seriously need a solution or they're not going to make it. And so they think that solution has to be some external thing. And so I think if you get someone that doesn't have a sense of humor about it, I think it's because they've probably gone into the space where physically they feel terrible or you know, they've gotten to the point where their obesity is, is causing them so they're non-functional in their life. And what happens, I think, is that spin becomes even more negative because the solution becomes more external, the, the more serious it gets. And that's where a lot of people turn to surgery, which I'm not saying is good or bad because I've seen it, it work for a lot of people in a way that's effective, but not if you don't look at your mind. And so I think being able to have a sense of humor, being able to laugh at it, it means that you you haven't been so locked into the self-loathing that you can't get your way out of it. And I think that's the only time when I think that's the hardest. Because I remember, you know, when I was locked into the emotional eating pattern, I don't think I had a sense of humor <laughs> at all, right? I think I just was like, yeah, it's easy for you to laugh because you've already, you know, figured this out, but I'm really, really suffering. So what would you say to someone that would say that? Well, I think the way that I approach it kind of shows them that it, 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 they don't they don't have to be serious about it. Like it's it's. I mean, I, I try to offer like the way that I treat my clients and the way that I help them see what's going on in their mind and like have a lightness about it. They can see that that is mm-hmm. possible, and even just seeing that that is possible can help them shift their mind from being so serious to be like, okay, this doesn't have to be so awful. I right. just try to lead by example by the way that I treat that I treat them. You know, they, they present a lot of really heavy thoughts and it's just like, okay, so this is what's going on in your mind and let's look at this or let's look at that and just just the way that I show up for my clients and they want to be so down on themselves and I just remind them that you even reached out to me is an act of self love. And mm-hmm. they're like shocked. They're like, Oh my God, I didn't even I, I just thought I was desperate. It's like, no, you the deep down you believe in yourself and you love yourself enough to reach out to a coach to help you out. And that's where we're going to start is that self-love. It's really beautiful. Yeah, Love it. Okay. So then what happens? So when, when they decide to work with me, I have them fill out a pre-coaching questionnaire and I like to call it a treasure map because this is what we will use to explore their minds and get a better understanding of the current mindset that is causing them to sabotage themselves and to hold on to excess weight. So it's a pretty long questionnaire, and um, you you even say in your podcast like how you do one thing is how you do everything, and um, mm-hmm. how someone fills out a questionnaire tells me a lot about them. You know, if they're just like doing one word answers just to kind of get through it, it tells me mm. a lot more. You know, about like kind of where their mindset is, and then other people, especially if they're really truly invested in themselves, it's like novels. But I love it because yeah. I can see all their thoughts on paper. And I can just mm-hmm. cut and paste and just show them, okay, this is the thought. Like you say, like you can hold it in your hand. This is just a thing. This is not who you are. And it's mm-hmm. great. So the, the treasure map is a wonderful tool to start off with. And then in week one, this is where we create a foundation for change. 
We identify the stories you've been telling yourself that have been keeping you stuck, and then you can decide if those are the stories you want to keep telling yourself or not. And you also begin to start telling yourself the truth about your habits because with awareness comes change. And you will learn how like choosing victim mentality leads to weight gain and how taking full responsibility for yourself and your life will lead to success. So that's just creating the foundation as week one. Talk more about that. For people who maybe won't end up hiring you, let's give them some some nuggets that they can take with them. So when you say like the victim mentality versus taking full responsibility, I mean, how is that going to really help me lose weight? Well, when you operate from a victim mentality mindset, you are blaming outside of yourself. It's like, you know, because my husband brought home cookies, that's why I'm eating them. It's like you put the focus outside of yourself, and when you do that, you don't have any power. You lose your power when you blame. And when you take full responsibility, taking full responsibility for your actions and your thoughts and and all that, it's not shifting that blame back to yourself. What it is is taking responsibility without self-blame. It's taking responsibility Uh like, okay, yeah, my husband brought home cookies, but it's my decision to put them in my mouth or not. And all that is mindset work. Of you know, and part of that I get I get to later. But like, if you have a charge on the food, like I shouldn't be eating cookies. That's the first thing you're going to obsess about. And if you right. change your mindset to eventually, I can you know be at peace around cookies, or I really don't really need those. I, you know, like they can be in the house without you fixating on them. Right. Right. I mean, that's the big thing, too. I think when you're in that victim mindset, then you always feel like you have to control everything outside of you, which is so ironic because when you're a victim, you feel like you don't have any control. And so you attempt to control everything and it's very ineffective. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I do think I know for me, like when I was really struggling with my weight, I just always was feeling sorry for myself. I was always always feeling like that everything outside of me was causing this problem and poor me, poor me. And it was only when I really took responsibility for, okay, well, I'm the one that ate it. I'm the one that's overeating. I'm the one that's doing this. And without blaming myself and hating myself for it, but like, like you were just saying, you know, having some compassion and some understanding for it, that's when I knew that that responsibility was going to really help me change. So yeah, that's a Mm -hmm. huge piece for sure. Yeah. Okay. Responsibility is taking your power. It's like taking your power back. It's, It's empowering. Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so in week, week two, we set you up for success. So when you're holding on to the past or you're being in a hurry to see results and you're expecting your journey to be a perfect straight line, all of that sets you up for failure because it's just too easy to give up too soon with this mindset. So we will work on changing this mindset and not with force but with gentleness. You will learn how to measure your progress beyond the scale establish your positive why, that why that's going to drive you to keep going, and practice setting your intention every day to keep you motivated during your journey. Mm-hmm. That is week two. Um, yeah, week, I mean, I think yeah. knowing knowing that why is so important. I think that people think it's obvious why they want to lose weight, but I think really understanding it and keeping that in mind is the difference. You know, I talk a lot with my clients about the difference between wanting to try something out and making a decision to do it no matter what and how those decisions feel so differently. And I think our willingness to commit to to an end result 
whether it's losing weight or feeling better about our bodies or whatever, eating in a, in a healthy way, being willing to feel our feelings. I think that knowing that what, having a strong enough why is what makes that possible. You know, a lot of people are dabbling and not having success and then using that against themselves. And I think that that's, that is the biggest shame of all of it. It's like if you're going to try something, I think you should commit to it all the way to the end and have a really strong reason for doing it. So love that part. Yeah. Yeah, and using each day to move you forward. That's why you set the intention every day. Your choices every day create your outcome. So use the day to move yourself forward. And yes, you use that positive why to drive those actions. Totally. So in week three, this is a really juicy week because you learn how your brain works when it comes to thoughts and how your beliefs are creating your results. So this is where we work on the thought model. So you, you, you will mm-hmm. learn to, how to use your mind as a tool to create what you want. And that is, you know, learning the components of the thought model and how it's always working, whether you are aware of it or not. Would you agree? I know you would. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. Two other things that we cover in week three is the why behind your weight. So how your habits or the extra weight itself is somehow serving you and also feeling your feelings instead of eating them. So we work on that as well. Feeling, Feeling that physical vibration in your body that's caused by a thought. It's that 90 second kind of wash through. And if you can just sit with that physical vibration in your body instead of numbing yourself out with food. That is like this, the key to stop the emotional overeating is being willing to feel that feeling. And I think so many people are so afraid of actually letting themselves feel what, you know, because they've been so busy pushing it down with food and other distractions because, you know, it's not just food. It's, you know, shopping or alcohol or whatever, Facebook, you know, you can really push it down. And I think people are afraid to feel their feelings because they think that they'll just be this emotional mess on the floor. And it's really not that dramatic. I think it's the anticipation of what they think it's going to be like when really what it is, is just a physical vibration in their body. That's, it's just there. It's a you know, it's, and it's only like 90 seconds unless you keep reigniting it with more and more thoughts. And so we learn how to practice that and not do that. <laughs> so, yeah. And letting, no, letting I mean, I think feelings. learning how to feel your feelings. I remember when I first learned how to feel my feelings, it was like such a revelation. But then I was like, okay, now great. <laughs> I'm just always going to be feeling terrible all the time, right? And so I think teaching and understanding the difference between not only your ability to feel negative emotion and your willingness to do that, because that's going to be a huge indicator of whether you're going to overeat or not, because a lot of people overeat because they can't tolerate any kind of vibration in in their body. But I think also knowing that it's not always going to be like that, but like you're the one creating your emotions with what's going on in your brain. And so I think the promise of knowing that it's not always going to be negative emotion is what really turned it around for me. So I think teaching those at the same time, and that's one of the things the model promises to do is like, hey, we're going to teach you how to feel, but we're also going to teach you why you feel the way you do so you won't feel hopeless in your negative emotion. But a lot of people overeat as a way to distract themselves from that. And and that's the pattern that people really need to understand. So I'd love that you work with them on that. So good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And we work, work through that pretty much through the whole eight weeks, but like I explain it in week three. Mm-hmm. In week four, we work on renewing your relationship with yourself and your body. So this is where you begin to build a friendship with yourself. 
you start to understand how the way that you talk to yourself has an effect on you. And I help you shift from that mean self-talk to a kind self-talk. And this is the week where you begin building up your self-esteem and really getting that it is okay to like yourself. And not only is it okay, but it's, it is an important component to your success because liking yourself and harming yourself cannot happen at the same time. The two right. just do not vibe. And also in week four, you will learn how to love the body you live in and by unwinding that media-driven perfectionism and you shift your focus from like focusing on your weight to focusing on your well-being instead. All right. So what are you going to say to the person that says, I don't want to like this body that I live in? Because then I'm going to be stuck with it. Well, that's so interesting because I think people are afraid to accept where they are because they think that, that, that they have to stay there. But really, acceptance is the, the beginning of change. It's like when you accept that your choices, your patterns, the habits that you've been performing, practicing, have created mm-hmm. the body that you're living in now, it's so empowering because if you were in charge of creating that, you have the same power to create something different when you change right. your mindset. So it's actually a very empowering place to accept where you're at because when you accept it, that's how you can change it. Yeah, but I think it's very difficult because it's like the challenge is why would I accept something that I want to change, right? If I accept it, then I will settle for it is kind of the pushback that I get. What I always offer is, well, hating it certainly hasn't worked. (laughs) <laughs> not accepting it, it certainly hasn't worked, right? So the alternative is to, and I really like the idea of owning your body that you're in and so many people want to like reject it thin and like you said, hate it thin. But I think it's when you own it and when you accept it, you know, in a really true sense that the need for the hurry you know what I mean? Like, I got to lose weight. I got to do the quick fix. That's when that ends. And that's when permanent change can really happen too. That's what I've seen time and time again is if you feel that sense of urgency, like I need to lose weight right now. I want to go on some diet that'll help me lose <laughs> 20 pounds in six minutes, right? That's when you know you're just in a hurry to feel better. And you're in a hurry. This is what's so ironic, right? You're in a hurry to accept your body, when that's available to you right now, but you don't want to because there's belief if you accept it that you'll never change it, which is so logical, right? (laughs) Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that rejection causes this desperation and that's why you want to like go on the next diet. But then we all know that those don't work. And yes, that, that accepting place, it's like that's where change is born. I know people don't want to think of it that way at first because it's like, I don't want to settle, but you're not settling. Accepting is not settling. Accepting is, is actually owning your power. Right. Right. So important. It's such an important distinction. Awesome. Okay. What's next? So next is week five. This is where you learn how to reinvent your relationship with food. You begin to shift the mindset that chronic dieting sets us up for. You'll learn why you, you will never want to put yourself on another restrictive diet ever again. You'll learn the tools to end emotional eating. You'll learn how to eliminate food obsession and how to navigate parties and holidays in a peaceful way. Eating food is meant to be an, an enjoyable experience, and it will be when you 
change your mindset about it. So we're just unwinding that diet mentality mindset about food, that obsessive, that, you know, that's like putting a charge on food. Like when, the minute you tell yourself you can't have something, it's like that's all you want. Mm-hmm. And I help my clients through a process of, of taking that charge off the food where they can, yeah. you know, be in its presence. You can be at a buffet and not freak out. You can be at yeah. a party and not, you know, you tell yourself, like, I shouldn't eat anything. And then it's so funny, like you, you tell yourself you shouldn't eat it. And then that tension builds up and you end up not only eating everything, but you end up eating stuff you don't even like just because it's a reaction to the deprivation. So I help my yeah. clients unwind that deprivation that diet, dieting sets you up for. Yep. So important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what most of my clients, they want peace around food. They want to be able to not be thinking about it all the time. I mean, you know, you learn to think about it in a way that fuels you and that that supports you. That's different. Like, of course, you're going to be thinking about food. That's a natural part of your everyday. But that obsessive and that, that deprivation binge cycle, we try to just, let's just not even entertain that. Let's just focus on food as a way to take care of yourself. So you're right. changing your relationship with food. Yeah, and the way you think about it and the way you make what you make it mean when you eat yep. certain foods or when you don't eat certain foods. I mean, that's right. so huge. And so much of that is unconscious and programmed by how we've been taught to lose weight or taught to be acceptable, you know, and it's so tied up with also this idea that food is there to provide us with pleasure and food is there to provide us with good feelings. You know, everything that you see around food is that it's supposed to provide you with good feelings. And so whenever we're feeling negative emotion, then we look to the food to provide that for us. And if we can't eat it, then how are we going to learn how to provide that for ourselves? So, you know, a lot of people use food as a crutch and they use it as a punishment. And I love the idea of kind of separating that out and just letting food be food. Right. I mean, we have these labels of like, it's good or bad. This food is good. This Mm -hmm. food is bad. And when you eat it, then you're bad. It's like, that's the mindset, that diet mentality mindset. We just, we work on unwinding that where like food is just food and and we, you know, you change what you make it mean. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love it. So in week six, you will learn how to let your body lead, which I love this part because your body is so wise and it has a built-in mechanism that unfortunately we have learned to ignore through chronic dieting. So in this week, you learn how to get back in touch with your body's communication system and begin to listen for its cues of hunger and fullness. Uh, You will also begin listening to what your body has to say about the food choices you're making and the food choices that your body would prefer. Your body is Mm -hmm. super smart, right? Your body is super smart and it knows when it needs certain nutrients. And then when you begin to see your stomach as sacred space, you can use it as a portal for better health. Mm -hmm. I think we're so used to like looking outside of ourselves to what to eat. And I will tell you what, if you have to like, find out what to eat from the internet, you are so screwed because you can look up something and it's like, don't eat meat, eat more meat, don't eat fat, eat more fat. <laughs> so everything is so contradictory and nutritionists versus diet gurus or versus, you know, all these specialized diets that are out there now. I mean, you cannot, and I think it's actually good that you cannot rely on anyone out there to tell you what to eat because 
certain diets work for certain people because first of all, they work with their bodies and they work with how their body responds to food. I mean, I've had clients that respond really well to a vegetarian diet and I've had other clients that do terribly on a vegetarian diet. And how would I be able to know? I wouldn't. And they're certainly not going to be able to look on the internet to figure that out. So the only answer is listening to your body and noticing is eating that food giving you the result you want in terms of how you feel and how you perform and your weight. But we are not trained to do that. Like we don't ask our kids like, well, how does that food feel in your body? Is that a good fit for you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. How do those chicken nuggets feel in your body? How's the macaroni? Is that helping you perform? Like we don't ever ask those questions. We say, does it taste good? right? And here, eat this, even though it tastes horrible, you need to have these vegetables, right? But we don't really ask our kids to tune into their body. And we've talked about this a lot, but you know, like my body doesn't respond well to fruit and Mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy eating it. I don't feel good when I eat it and I don't enjoy the taste of it. And, but yet everyone tells me and all the experts tell me I should eat it and then it's good for me, but it doesn't work for me in my body. And so I don't really... I mean, every once in a while I'll have a little bit, but it's just not my thing at all. And I think everybody has their thing that isn't their thing and that is their thing. And when they're not tuned into their body, they have no idea of knowing. What your body wants will also change with the seasons. It will change hormonally. I remember like I would eat Greek yogurt like it was going out of style. Like that was like my favorite Mm -hmm. thing. And then all of a sudden my body's like, no, (laughs) no thanks. Like I was tired. My face would break out. Like... It's just so interesting, and where one at one point it was a great fuel for my body, and then another point I couldn't eat it. I also used to eat walnuts, and like now my mouth burns when I eat walnuts, so I just don't eat them. I, I listen to my body. I'm not going to make myself eat them for their omega threes if my body is saying <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you know I choose to listen. I choose to let my body lead. Yeah, and I I think you can get into a lot of trouble when you start really relying on external studies and what people say foods you should be eating because it seems like one minute they're telling us we need to be eating more of this and then one minute they're telling us to eat less of that and it's all contradictory. But I really think your body knows Mm -hmm. if you listen to your body just as much as you listen to, you know, the news. It's really I agree. I agree because yeah. like, you know when you have like those food fads, like you cannot get enough of spinach salad or hamburger or whatever it is, your body maybe needed the iron, you know, or maybe like you need to eat sushi every day for two weeks and then you cannot touch yeah. it for two months. The other thing that's so interesting is like when you're talking about like hunger and when you're hungry and stuff and it's like, oh, you should eat you know, six meals a day or three meals a day or whatever. And, you know, going and sitting down to have a meal and not being hungry and saying, well, I should be hungry. I haven't eaten in this amount of time and forcing myself to eat anyway, even though my body's telling me, no, I'm good. I think that's a whole nother piece of it that um, we, you know, we learn to delegate our wisdom to somebody else. Like I want someone else to tell me what to do instead of really honoring what's true for us. And so that's why I love combining the weight loss journey and the food body love journey with really understanding and developing a relationship with ourselves and our own mind because it's all so integrated with each other. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, when you let your body lead, you let your body decide because like, say you, like you just said, you go out with friends or whatever and everybody's eating, but you're really not hungry. And a lot of times we override our signal because it's like, oh, well, everybody's eating. I should too. And a lot of times it comes down to, I just want to connect with my friends. And what I remind my clients when they tell me that is like, 
eating is not connecting. Connecting is connecting. You can be with your friends and you don't have to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's just a matter of changing your mindset about being able to be at the table and just enjoying your friends and not having to eat just to connect with them. Connect with them through your words and your actions. Yeah, which brings up a whole new layer of self-discovery. And that's what I love about the weight loss journey is it really is a self-development seminar you're going through with yourself and really understanding mm-hmm. yourself and, and trying to do it without judgment. You know, we're so trained to judge ourselves about everything we do or we don't do. And we don't realize how like harmful all of those judgments are over and over and over again. So just being able to observe and understand and listen to ourselves in a new way. I mean, that's what the weight loss journey did for me. And I call it the weight loss journey because I ended up losing a lot of weight. But for some of my clients, they don't even really need to lose weight. They just need to find a way to make peace with their body. You know, I mean, I have many clients who are thin that just really struggle with this connection with their body. So I don't want anyone listening to think, well, I don't have a lot of weight to lose, so this isn't really my problem. It absolutely might be because if you're obsessed with food and you're thinking about food more than you're thinking about your relationship with yourself, that's definitely an indicator. Yeah, and it's not necessarily that you need to lose weight, but maybe what you need to do is lose the weight of the weight struggle, all that heaviness in your mind about the weight struggle. Yep. Totally. So, you know, and this, it's a whole journey about connecting with yourself and self-care, and that leads to week seven, which is, it's all about self-care. It's about what I call self-care. Self-care is self-love in action. So here mm-hmm. in this week seven, you start making self-care a priority by making it a daily practice. And we cover things, you know, basic things like nourishment, movement, and sleep, but we also cover other self-care practices like the spiritual nourishment you provide yourself as well as expressing your self-care and the way you dress. I mean, self-care covers more than just what you eat and how you exercise. Self-care is everything. <laughs> it's like yeah, the media, the, media you can, the, the media you consume, the people that you spend your time with, how you dress, all of it, it's all self-care. Absolutely. Um, And just paying attention to all of that. I mean, I think a lot of times people think, oh, self-care is just, you know, taking a bath or getting a pedicure once in a while. But self-care is just really paying attention to your life and to yourself and really looking at everything you do and, and the intention behind it. Do you like the reasons why you're doing what you do with your life and, and what you're telling yourself about what you do with your life? Um, self-care is not one of those indulgent things. It's one of those priorities of you having your own attention in terms of being, you know, really aware of what's going on for yourself. I think one of the weight issues that we have, I mean, one of the reasons why a lot of us have a weight issue is we're really genuinely just trying to get our own attention. And unfortunately, most of us respond to extra weight on our bodies by looking outside of ourselves instead of looking within. Mm -hmm. The last part of the process, the coaching process with me is week eight. And this is where you begin living like you love yourself. That's the title of, of the last chapter of my book is live like you love yourself. And we take a good look at your, we ca- I call it the goodness gauge and we see where it's set at. Your goodness gauge is like a thermostat in your home. You have this level of how good you will let yourself have it in life. And if your goodness gauge is low, we will work on raising it by working on changing your mindset to allow yourself to have more fun, more abundance, and more joy. No more putting your life on hold until you lose weight. You will start practicing having fun now. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. what are the things you want to do? We'll write up uh, your desired experience list so that you will have a clear direction to go in. And as you live your life more joyously, you cannot help but shine. And this is a really good thing because when you stop playing down what's great about you and you let yourself shine, you inspire other people to give themselves the permission to do the same. And this world needs more people who are no longer distracting themselves with the side life of the weight struggle. We can use that energy for the work we are meant to be doing in the world. And all of us are meant for great things. We have a contribution to make, whether it's to a wide audience or locally or just within our own families or our circle of friends. Your contribution matters and makes a difference. And we we explore that in, in week eight. I've been thinking a lot lately about, like, how much brain energy I have, how much brain space I have, and what I use it for, right? You know, I have 24 hours sleep, probably eight of those. So of the hours of 16, what I, I have left or whatever, like, what am I using my brain to do? And I think about all of the hours that I spent thinking about calories and what I ate and what I was going to eat and how much I weighed and how much what size clothes I wear and all of the stuff that I put on my brain. And that doesn't even include the amount of time I spent hating my body and hating myself and being mad at myself and arguing with myself. I would say a significant portion of my brain power was used towards that. And I think people feel like, oh, I can't wait to lose this weight because then I won't have to do that anymore. And the only way that I've known that the solution is permanent is if you actually start doing that now. Start using your brain energy on something other than obsessing about food, obsessing about your weight, and and hating yourself. And so that's what this process really does is it redirects our brain. And when your brain is redirected, what's I think so amazing about that is the weight loss isn't immediate and it isn't necessarily fast, but Mm -hmm. it is almost effortless compared to the struggle and the berating and the beatings that, you know, we'd had experienced as emotional eaters. So I think that's truly the magic and being able to show up in your life in a way that isn't being, you know, like you said, deluded by the struggle. I mean, because I remember it used to be just everything that was ever going on in my mind was about, you know, especially if I'd go out to dinner what am I eating? What is everyone else eating? How are they not eating that? You know, are they going to eat that? Oh my gosh, am I going to have to eat more of this? How many calories do I think that is? Have I gained weight? Oh my gosh. And that kind of energy or being so disconnected from myself that I just didn't even care. Right. And, and finding that balance in between. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing that, like that whole process, because I think for some people, they think if they're going to work with a weight loss coach, they're just basically going to be talking about what foods they eat and and be getting in trouble if they eat any foods they're not supposed to. (laughs) Right. There's no no food police here. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the opposite of what we do. We kind of take you through your brain and let you have a look at how powerful it is and how much it's causing the result in your life and how it really is managing that that's going to make all the difference in everything, not just in your weight, but in how you feel about yourself and your body, which is is why you want to lose weight in the first place. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so if people want to get in touch with you and they want to find out more, they want to um, learn more about what you do, how would they do that? Well, my website is suyinnichols.com. That's S as in Sam, U-Y-I-N, Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S.com. And there's a little box that they can fill out if they want to 
if they think they want to coach with me, it's on my connect with me page. They can fill that out and I will answer personally. Also, um, I have a, a fun Facebook page called Love Yourself Lighter after my book, and it's a nice community where I post a lot of inspirational thoughts and, you know, different blogs and things like that that will kind of help you on your journey. Whether you coach with me or not, that's just a fun place to uh, go, and there's a lot of good information there. And just um, I try to post things that help you build the kind of mindset that will support you in creating the results that you want for yourself. So even if it's just for that, please go there. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So if any of you guys are interested in talking more about this, you can go to CN's website. We'll definitely put it in the show notes. So you can go to lifecoachschool.com forward slash 62, and that will give you all the links to Suyin's Facebook page and also to her website so you can find out any information. Thank you so much, Suyin, for coming on and telling us a little bit about the work you do and giving people exposure to what we do as weight loss coaches. And what, what do you call yourself? Do you call yourself a weight loss coach or how would you describe? I do. do. I call myself a weight loss coach. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Some, I mean, I know that um, a lot of the work that you do is really about not as focused on the scale and the weight loss, but ultimately that's the goal that most of us are looking for. But I want to remind everyone that you have to even look beyond that. What is the reason that you want to lose weight? That is ultimately the goal that you want. That's ultimately what you're looking for. And the good news is is that you don't have to lose weight this minute because most of us can't lose all the weight we want to lose this minute, but you can have that ultimate result you want now. I promise you that. And that's the power of your brain. So thank you so much again, Suyin. And um, we'll also, if you have have any comments you want to make, you can go ahead and go to the lifecoachschool.com forward slash 61. And if there's anything that you have for me, I'm happy to answer them as well. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week. Thanks again, Suyen. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for listening to the Life Coach School podcast. It would be incredibly awesome if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you would like to hear on the show, please visit us at www.thelifecoachschool.com.